Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right. Welcome, world. It is time for the glorious return. The glorious return. How do I flip my camera thing? Sorry, I'm doing stuff on video, too. It is Trust the Tape. We have returned. I'm Jeff Kavanaugh of 105.3 The Fan, alongside Dane Brugler of NFL Draft Scout and everywhere else in the world when it comes to talking about college football, uh, the NFL Draft, the NFL and the world, really. Barbecue, whatever it is. The great Dave yeah. Brugler, everybody. This is great to be back. What uh how how's the summer? Uh not good. Not good. It's weird in sports radio because you gotta figure out what to talk about. Now me, I have a glowing personality, so it's <laughs> fine. Uh, you know, I'm very interesting. But I miss football and I am excited because football is almost back. So today's trust the tape. We're just kind of saying, hey, we're still here, we're back. And we got a bunch of questions from a bunch of people, so a hodgepodge of college football, NFL rookie outlook, all sorts of stuff like that. Does that sound like a good plan to you, Dane? That sounds like a plan. Season doesn't start for another uh, what week and a half. Uh, big games don't get going for another two weeks. So we've got a little bit of time here. Let's do what the see what the Twitter followers want to talk about. Preseason got started. A lot of rookies in action. Uh, a lot of college football storylines. So uh, yeah, a lot of questions we can get to. All right, I'm just going to start. I'm just going to start with the questions. Uh, I'm at JC1053 on Twitter, or you can look up Jeff Cavanaugh, C-A-V-A-N-A-U-G-H, on Facebook and hit the like and the follow button so we can party. Dane is at DP Brugler on Twitter. Are you anything else? Like, are you Snapchatting late at night shirtless? or uh, No, I mean, I... You don't Instagram I, I, with a shirt on that where your nipples kind of show? I got two kids. I'm married. I don't I don't know. What, oh, I dang. barely know what Snapchat is. Oh, dang. So, yeah. All right. Do you want to start with a question, or you want me to start with a question? I have so many. The people, the people demand the, so the many. The people things. have spoken. Go ahead. All right. Number one. Let me see which one I want from Patrick on Twitter. I want offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year candidates. Well, I think immediately talking offensive rookie of the year, you talk about the Fournette. running backs. Fournette. Uh, well, he's going to get the most touches, right? As, as the main reason, at least to me, why. You, you go with Fournette is just opportunity. He's going to be the bell cow. The Jaguars want to run the football, uh, protect Blake Bortles uh, to a certain respect. So uh, I think Leonard Fournette, if he stays healthy, there's no question he's going to have the opportunity uh, to take home that award. But you look at Minnesota, Dalvin Cook. Uh, he's not giving that job to Latavius Murray. I'm no. Pretty, I know I, I saw Latavius Murray, I guess, was banged up. And so it was like, Dalvin Cook is in with the first team. And I retweeted it with like, and he'll stay there. And he's I mean, not giving that job back. Joe Mixon aside, I think you and I both agreed Dalvin Cook was running back number one, right, in this past draft? Yeah, mine was Mixon, Cook, and then actually McCaffrey and then Fournette. 
Right. And I was the same way, except I had Mixon fourth, uh, but not for non-football reasons. So uh, we both had Leonard Fournette, not one or two. Uh, but because, look, if you're going to take a running back fourth overall, you know, we talked about it with the Cowboys last year with Zeke, this year with Fournette, they're going to use him. He's going to be on the field. So as long as he's healthy, uh, there's going to be plenty of opportunity there for Fournette to take home the award. I think you have to you have to mention McCaffrey as well, another top 10 running back. Again, if you're going to invest a top 10 pick in a running back, and with McCaffrey, it's a little different with his versatility. Uh, you know, how many catches is he going to have? Uh, if I'm in a PPR league in fantasy football, Christian McCaffrey is definitely on my radar. So uh, McCaffrey is going to get plenty of opportunity as well. Uh, any, Corey Davis have any shot? Or well, do you think in say, Tennessee any, any non-running backs? Corey Davis is the first one that jumps out just because he's the best player, he's been banged I up. think. But yeah, and the same thing with Mike Williams. Hasn't been able to stay healthy up to this point. Uh, I don't even count Mike Williams. Is he going to play? Uh, it sounds tough. so back and forth and iffy with Mike Williams in San Diego. And we're talking, but, you know, he, he had the neck at Clemson. Now we're talking about a back. I mean, just stuff that worries you. The quarterbacks, I don't think I would pick any quarterbacks, although, man, this is probably a separate topic. Sorry, questions. We'll get back to you. Preseason week one for all these rookie quarterbacks looked really good. If you're a Chicago yeah. fan right now, I bet you're calling for Mitch Trubisky to start and probably with good reason. If you're a Houston fan, you may be calling for Deshaun Watson to start. The only rookie that uh, Deshaun Kaiser, your guy, yeah. shout out to Dane. Best draft pick uh, this past draft, in my opinion. Other than Joe Mixon. Uh, <laughs> so, Kaiser's weird because you're going to be right, and I'm going to be wrong, and I'm fine with that. But watching that dude in college, I was just like, no, if you can't throw a screen pass, I don't trust your accuracy. But then in his NFL debut, it was everything you talked about. It was all the intangibles of quarterbacking. It was, hey, I, yeah. I can feel the pocket. Exactly. Hey, I can read this defense. Hey, I can make any throw. And that's what you can't teach. And that's what, when I'm looking at a quarterback at the college ranks, your ability to move in the pocket, that poise. Uh, it, look, I'm a, I'm a big believer in accuracy. Either you know you have it or you don't. You don't really see accuracy get much better when you go to the NFL level. Do you think his will continue to go up and down then? But I think with him, it's more. It was just more of a confidence issue. I mean, this is a player that you know just turned 21 years old. Uh, when the season started to go downhill, so did you know he, him and his his confidence. His coach didn't have. Uh, it didn't believe in him. So I think that once he starts to have a little bit of success, that'll start to grow. That's really why he fell to the 52nd pick. It's because of you know the mental side. Physically, has everything you want: size, the athleticism, the arm strength, uh, and you see a lot of things that uh, you know make you feel good about what he could be. But it's a roll of the dice, and, and that's why at this again the 52nd pick. Absolutely, I'm rolling that dice. I'm getting him 40 picks later than uh, you know the Texans got Deshaun Watson. I feel much better about that investment than I feel like what the Houston Texans did. Defensive Rookie of the Year. I think the conversation That's, should probably start at the very top. I think it's easy. Because if Miles Garrett gets sacks, sacks win you awards. If he stays on the field, he'll get double-digit sacks. I'll guarantee that. As long as he plays you know, 14 to 16 games, he will have double-digit sacks. He's that good. We're just watching him in preseason – uh, blockers didn't know what to do with them. Because- well, and that's why I think that's why when we do when we talk about the draft, like it's like, hey, who was the best football, the best defensive yeah. college football player last year? I think it was Jonathan Allen. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it was okay. Jonathan Allen. And if You're not crazy. And if I, and if it wasn't, maybe it was Jamal Adams. Okay. But when it comes to the draft, you say, okay, which one out of the best football players is also the most insane athlete you've ever seen? Right. And it's like, okay, you have to take Miles Garrett number one. Well, that's why because of, no one across from him can match him physically. And so it, it's like, okay, once I teach him right. how to rush the passer, the NFL's shot. They can't, they can't deal with this dude. Just 
the one play that he had where he, I think it was a, a tackle for loss in the preseason game, where the tackle sets outside. And he's like, great, I'm really strong. I'm going to move you. I'm coming back inside, even though I shouldn't, according to the scheme. Right. But I know I can get there. So I'm going to. It's just, it's physical. And you can't, you can't beat that. Hey, back-to-back years, we've seen college football players come to the league at the pass rush position that are going to be two of the best in the NFL the next 10 years. Bosa with, and Garrett? Bosa and Garrett. I think both those guys. I undersold Bosa. You were uh, right about Bosa. Yeah, you're always right so far in the two guys that we've talked about. Well, I, look, we're talking about guys that are you know, top five picks here. I mean, Garrett is such a freak. I, I understand you know, people and you know, the lack of production, this and that, but when you look at the traits – and what he could be, oh my gosh, it's it's hard not to get excited. And you know, there was a lot of discussion before the draft about the Browns. Okay, they needed a, they need a quarterback, and Mitch Trubisky was sitting there. And I'm a big believer in Mitch Trubisky. To me, he was the top quarterback. To me, he was worth a top ten pick. But I'm still taking Miles Garrett number one because he's special. And yeah. you know, with Trubisky, I think he could be a solid starter. I think he could be a guy that's going to help you compete for the division. Uh, you know, uh, I think he's a little better version of like an Andy Dalton. Uh, you can win with guys like that. But for a Miles Garrett, a player who can be truly special, just a little different. And so the pass, you get your pass rush in Cleveland. There's a lot of fun things happening in Cleveland right now. Hopefully the guys can stay healthy. We can see what the, what they can do this year with uh, some of these young guys. Another defensive rookie of the year candidate that I'll throw out there. Let's say Miles Garrett does not get double-digit sacks okay. for whatever reason. The door opens for who? I think my first name would probably be Reuben Foster. Yeah, I mean, again, we've seen a preseason game and we've seen videos from training camp, but Reuben Foster, we know he's a train, he, like he's a freight train yeah. when it comes to tackling, but apparently he's looking good dropping and going and getting the football. Oh yeah. So Reuben Foster could end the year with 120 tackles, four interceptions, and a few sacks, and it's like, hey, here you go, you can win an award. Well, and then let's be let's be honest here. A, a lot of times, the guy that wins the award is the same guy that racks up the production. Not necessarily the best player, yeah. you know. But I mean, Jamal Adams could have 110 tackles, three interceptions, two sacks, and nine passes defended. And it's like, oh, look at all the numbers. Right, exactly. Or he could have, you know, 60 tackles and have a great season, but because, you know, the voters only look at the production and say, oh, you know, it's 60, 70 tackles, he must not have had that great of a season. Well, then you look at Reuben Foster, who I think will rack up the production. Uh, you know, I think that's a, that's a great candidate as well who if it's not miles garrett if it's not you know maybe a top pass rusher solomon thomas uh, reuben foster's teammate could be in that mix uh a lot of interesting taco charlton share. could easily win it with yeah. his two and a half sacks i don't i don't know about that hey, is, is jalen smith eligible for defensive rookie of the year we're going to google the nfl rules a good question I don't, know. I don't know how that works because he, he couldn't he wouldn't win it anyway because he's not going to play yeah um, not 16 games and no taco's not going to start i don't think he shouldn't I mean, no. how much? Uh, let me. I think a lot of teams are going to regret passing on TJ Watt. I think the Cowboys are going to be one of those, considering TJ Watt went, what, one pick later? Uh, yeah, he went to Pittsburgh. If it wasn't one pick later, it was, it was right 29. After. But yeah. you'll always have an out, right? If you, if you want to defend a taco pick, your out will be he's playing outside linebacker. Yeah. He couldn't put his hand on the ground, which, listen, yeah. listen, <laughs> you know who you're talking to? It's Jeff and Dane. He can put his hand on the ground. Yeah, he can. We're telling you that. Like, it was it was even a little bit of, now, it's totally unfair because Joey Bosa was a top five prospect for most and top ten at absolute worst, right? Mm-hmm. And he had so much size. But for me, part of it was with T.J. Watt, you talk about, oh, he played it. He probably played in, what, the 240-pound range, 245 maybe? Yeah, 245. Combine 252, whatever. Right. 
And it's like, well, is that really big enough? Well, what what makes it big enough is his hands. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, he can't compete with the big boys. Watch him play. Like T.J. Watt sheds offensive linemen like it's easy. You have plenty of 270-pounders who don't do that. So it's functional strength. It's athleticism. He could absolutely put his hand in And more and more and more. Just watch NFL games, 4-3, 3-4. It's meaning less and less every year. You watch uh, the Steelers' preseason game. T.J. Watt put his hand on the ground. I mean, he did it. I mean, yes, he's in a 3-4 defense where he's an outside linebacker, but they'll still treat him as a hand-in-the-ground rusher at times. So, well, a lot of 4-3s, they are 3-4s. Right, you can call them what exactly, you want, but exactly. a lot of 3-4s, the three men on the line are moved a little bit left or right, and one of your linebackers is the edge. Right. It's You're going to have different thing. personnel packages based on what the offense is doing. You want to keep that offense guessing, you know, where's the rusher coming from? Uh, you know, just to, whether it's nickel, whether you know you're in sub package. So there, there's just there's so much to, you know. I think the three four four three thing is a little overrated. All right, we are 12 minutes in. We've answered one question. It's your turn. Good start. It's your turn for a question. All right. Um, let's look here. Question about a Texas A&M receiver. What kind of NFL career? Do you see for Christian Kirk? Ooh, I saw that one. Now, that's a Dane Brugler special because you're the one who's already trying to break these guys down as NFL yeah. players. Now, I've watched him return punts, and I've watched him get the ball in his hands, and holy cow, is he electric. He's fun. Is that a top three to five wide receiver prospect this year? I think so. Is I, SMU guy number one? Very. I think that's the next question. Uh, Cortland Sutton at SMU. Uh, I think, to me, they go into the season kind of 2-1, 1-2, uh, top wide receiver with uh, with uh, Christian Kirk. Shout out to the state of Texas. Yeah, really. I, he, Christian Kirk is a lot of fun. Uh, the way he shifts gears in and out of his routes, uh, his route tempo. Uh, he's probably a low four four athlete. Uh, he can be a home run threat anytime he touches the ball. But you watch him on tape, and he's almost primarily in the slot. Um, so, and I think we talk about his NFL transition. He's going to be best in the slot. So we're talking about a slot receiver here. Reminds me a little bit of a, a guy I know you really liked. Two years ago, out of Oklahoma, Sterling Shepard. Oh, Sterling Shepard! No, uh, Sterling so Shepard. Sterling Shepard didn't drop anything. He's okay? so good. Christian Kirk might have a drop here or there, so that that might be a difference. Would he beat Shepard in a forty though? Kirk's super explosive, isn't he? He is. Now, I, mean, I know Shepard had a really good combine. I think he ran in the four right. fours. Like he can run. And Kirk, I, I Kirk, I give the you know with Shepard, I give the the edge to maybe you know he's not going to have any drops. When he's with a route Kirk, runner too, right? And and so is Kirk. I mean, okay. you see the you see the route tempo. Uh, Kirk just got a little bit more home run ability to him, uh, but I think you're probably going to keep him in the slot in the NFL. Let him, you know, he has some trouble with press coverage. Keep him away from uh, contacted line of scrimmage. So for me, Kirk, top three wide receiver entering the year, uh, a projected late first rounder. Uh, he's competing with Cortland Sutton, who you mentioned from SMU. You know, SMU they haven't had a top twenty five draft pick since 1986. There's a good chance Sutton can break that this Man, year. Man, I wonder what happened around that time that would have stopped him from having high picks. Yeah, I'll terrible. To, I'll have to Google it. Uh, and, you know, he reminds me a little bit of Mike Williams, who was a top 10 pick this year. I mean, how many really saw Mike Williams as a, a true top 10 pick? But he has the size. Uh, he has the ball skills, the body control. You know, he's not a blazer, more of a four five five to four five eight athlete. But when you can make adjustments on the ball and win 50-50 opportunities – uh, you're gonna make you're you're gonna make a quarterback happy. So for Cortland Sutton, if he can improve his route running this year as a redshirt junior uh, for the Mustangs, I think he's gonna lock up first round status. But he's got some improvements to make. All right, let me see what else we got here from Aaron on Twitter. I like this one because it's not a question. He just wanted us to know this. Players I enjoyed this week: Tariq Cohen, yeah. Trubisky, 
Xavier Woods, Des King. There, a statement for you. <laughs> All guys, I think we we talked about. They picked at guys we like. Yeah, Tariq yeah, Cohen was my dude. Yeah, he's you know five six, hundred and seventy eight pounds, but the pride of North Carolina A and T. Yeah, who it's really that's. I don't know if I want to say it's the most challenging or the most fun when you try to scout a guy like that. Because I was showing you know guys I do the radio show with, and it's like, hey, check out the run by this dude. <laughs> and my buddy Mike, he's watching. He's like, what? He was running against us. <laughs> like he's running against middle schoolers. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah. Look at the power. Look at the balance. Look at the speed. Look at the burst. Look at the shiftiness. That dude can be Sproles light. Yeah. And then you watched him with uh, he's Chicago, right? Yeah, watched the Chicago. Chicago preseason game, and it was like, hey. He can play. Well, and that's why the combine is so important for guys like that because you need to back up. You know, he looks explosive on tape, but how much of it is the competition? Though, do you back it up at the combine with your your shuttle times, with your three cone, your 40? Uh, You know, do you look explosive during drills? And Tariq Cohen did that, and I think he went higher than I thought he would. I thought he was more of a, you know, fifth to seventh rounder. Yeah, you missed on that one. I nailed him. It was unfortunate. (laughs) Look, credit to you. I mean, I know you're all over him. I, I liked him as well. Uh, hopefully he's able to stay healthy because that's really the big biggest thing is not taking those big hits and, and staying on the field. Uh, Xavier Woods, he's one, if people have been listening, that's a guy that we really liked, made it all the way to the sixth round. And everyone knows we drafted him for the Cowboys. We drafted him for the Cowboys. If you haven't heard the story, I believe we were we were doing Cowboy coverage on the Dallas Cowboys radio network, and we were interviewing Joe Baker, the secondary coach, yeah. after they had picked secondary players, of course. Wuzier and uh, Jordan Lewis. And after it was over, we told him, we said, all right, now go find a way to trade back into this draft and get Xavier, get Xavier Woods. Woods. And yeah. about 20 minutes later, they traded back into the draft. He went and back. Got well, we don't know Woods. this, but he went back into the war room, had a few discussions. Next thing we know, there's a trade, and we're throwing up the X. Yeah, so in Cowboy camp, it was really a little bit of a struggle when I was out there in terms of trying to see him because they had him buried on the depth chart when they were running teams. You stuff. were out there in Oxnard. Yeah. yeah would, you, you saw him. They would go through three defensive units, and he wasn't in yet. They had six safeties that were playing in front of him, so <laughs> all you could watch was drills and one-on-ones, at least early. But that's going to change now because after that game, you get to see what he's about. He's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy, but he's an instinctual football player. He's a sure tackler, and he can cover. Do, do we know why it was a late start in camp? Was it just is a mental thing, getting adjusted to the playbook? I think uh, yesterday I heard that Coach Baker was talking about him, and he said he's a very deliberate learner. Mm. If he doesn't know exactly what he's doing, there's hesitation to his game. But once he gets it, he's got it, okay. and he's ready to go. And so now, what did you see? You saw, I don't remember if it was three or four times on third and ten or less, it was Xavier Woods that made the tackle short of the chains. He's the guy that was making sure that he didn't miss the tackle. One of them was a, uh, a drag route all the way across the field, threw a pick, and he's like, no problem, I'll get through the trash, I'll make sure I make the tackle. And I, I think he ends up being a starter. I don't know if it's if it's week one, but I think by at least next year, he'll be a starter on this football team. Okay. And that's pretty good for uh, a six-round pick. I'd say so. Anthony Brown, Xavier Woods, these six-round picks are working for the Cowboys. All right, we got next question here. It's a little bit uh, a little non-football. Uh, the best video game console of all time is <sighs> okay uh man the regular put you Ninten- on the spot here regular nintendo is super strong yes it is it is so super yes, strong. yes it is um atari's kind of weak when you compare it to the regular nintendo i had a good uh super nintendo run i had a good playstation 2 run <laughs> i think i go regular nintendo okay i think i go regular nintendo because you're talking about uh now nerds unite out here you're talking about final fantasy one 
the original okay. Final Fantasy. Uh, graphics don't hold up. No, nope. don't go back and look. The graphics, the don't music hold up. though. Oh, eight bit music, <laughs> yeah. like Excite Bite, <laughs> Punch Out. Oh, exactly. Yes, Nintendo was awesome. Now currently, I'm on a PlayStation Two kick. I'm playing SOCOM Two online. Bunch okay. of nerds found an end around on how you can use the local area network to connect online. Don't worry about it. Okay, yeah, but, no, I, but I'm on a SOCOM Two kick on. Uh, but the the games here we go. I'll, t- I'll give you this angle. The games that ruined my life the most. And by ruin my life, I mean I didn't go to school. I would fake like I was sick because I had to play. Uh, SOCOM 2 on PlayStation 2 was the first one. Is it is that making you miss work now? or No, it's not making me not hang out with the lady as much uh, as I, I probably say. should responsibly. Okay. Because uh, I tell her I have stuff to do, and then I play SOCOM. <laughs> she calls you out. She knows. Yeah, yeah, she knows. She's on Twitter. Uh <laughs> Halo on Xbox, the original Halo. That was that's why I flunked out of college, because we were number one. We were number one at Abilene Christian on the Halo. Uh, that's probably the two biggest ones. Yeah. So you Nintendo? I yeah. I think I. Ha- I think for nostalgic purposes, uh, I might go N sixty four. That came out right when I was in middle school. That was was that wh- the one that had Goldeneye? Oh yeah. Oh, I God. mean the amount. I I don't think I could. Tally the number of hours spent on Goldeneye, staying up late doing that, uh, Madden, WrestleMania, all those games. So N sixty four, which there's a rumor that uh, what this fall, you know, they did the NES Classic. This fall they're going to do Super Nintendo. Yeah, pre orders start uh, this month. Yeah, and then a year from now, N sixty four Classic. You know, one of the the mini consoles. If that thing has Goldeneye on it, I'll, I'll be first in line to get pick up that. So I've I've been enjoying the NES Classic. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, that's been uh, a, a lot of fun. So, uh, good question. I, I think it's more nostalgic. I mean, the, the consoles they have now are great. The graphics are amazing. But, you know, for us, it's more uh, what we grew up with. Uh, AJ, on Twitter, is another video game question. Okay. Royce Freeman and Nick Chubb have fallen out of the 2018 running back chatter. How do you think they'll play this year? It wasn't really a video game question. I tricked you. You did trick me. Well, they're not going to be in the top two. I can tell you yeah. that. The top well, two running backs in the country is established. If you haven't read the SI cover article from a few weeks ago on Saquon Barkley at Penn State, give it a read. I mean, I didn't need that. I already knew that he was, if not the best, one of the best running backs in the country. But oh boy, Penn State is a monster. Yes. I didn't know he was that athletic. When they he's, said he's going to run like in the four threes. You remember who I compared him to last year? Who was it? LT. I, 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 I God, hate comparing him to a Hall of Famer, but... He, you know, he can make guys miss. He's strong. He's powerful. Balance, vision. Uh, there's just so much to like about him. Uh, and him and Darius Geis from LSU taking over for uh, Fournette. Geis, when I would watch him, I thought he would be the one that would be the athletic freak. Yeah. Not Barkley. And it's probably because he was the change of pace for Fournette. Right, right. Not that he's not an awesome athlete, but there's such a difference in the style. When Geis comes in, it's like, whoo, look at him go. And yeah. when Fournette comes in, it's like, hey, get out of the way. Holy cow, protect yourself. But at Penn State, it was always the same guy with the ball. Do you think there's any incredible. anything to the argument that you know Barkley's going up against Big Ten defenses compared to SEC defenses? Where no, and if you're in a, if you're one of those SEC people, you're wrong. Stop it. Like Fournette, the NFL is easier than I thought. What do you say? Slower than I thought. Yeah. Easier than I thought. That SEC cockiness y'all got is incredible. <laughs> yes, the top teams in the SEC are really good. The Big Ten has talent, too. They do. So it, does the it, ACC. It, SEC pro- might have more athletes. I mean, that's fair to say. But the Big Ten has uh, plenty of good football players, especially on defense. And 
All right, we're sticking with the SEC, talking about Nick Chubb. You know, he was so good as a freshman. Uh, he came in for Todd Gurley that year, and then a couple games into his sophomore year, shreds the knee. And so comes back last year. Not really the same. Wasn't the same. But good. No, and you saw him, you know, regain that confidence throughout the year. He got better and better. So a, a little bit of a surprise he came back for a senior year, uh, considering he's a running back, considering he had that injury. You just hope he stays healthy this year, and he kind of you know continues. Well, that. if he can look like the guy pre-injury, he can oh, change yeah. where he's drafted by multiple rounds, can he? Probably, yeah. Uh, what would he have been this year? A mid-round guy, mid to late. Probably, especially and with all the running backs that we have. Could he run his way into the second? Yeah, I, I think right now, if you know, best case scenario is probably a second rounder. You know, he gets back that uh, freshman form that he showed. That knee injury is still on his resume. You know, it's still in the medicals, but he comes back healthy and decisive and. Uh, stays durable, absolutely, but he might not be the best running back on his team. And, you know, it's rare for— That happens at Georgia a lot, doesn't it? it? It's funny Remember how that Remember when works. Chubb yeah. hit the scene? It, and we're watching Keith Gurley. Marshall yeah, yeah, yeah. With Gurley. But when we're watching Gurley, uh, nobody thought that Chubb was better. Yeah. But it was like, holy cow, who is this guy that's behind well, this guy that's taking these carries? And even stranger at Georgia is both these guys are seniors. Okay, you got Nick Chubb, who, you know, is back for a senior year. Also, Sony Michelle. Who uh, I tell you what he when he came in for Chubb last year Sony's a badass name yeah, it is it is he he was another five star guy him and Chubb were both like five star recruits coming in they've stayed all four years uh, not only is this the best backfield uh, combination in the in the SEC but maybe the entire nation uh, and I don't think it's crazy if you think that Sony Michelle is better than Chubb at this point I, I think they're both top three to five senior running backs in this class. Answer the other question, Dane. Royce Freeman, what about him? Yeah, new offensive staff in uh, in Eugene this year, so we'll see how that uh, how that th- changes things. Uh, you know, last year, uh, you know, he's banged up a little bit, so I think injury is a big part of it. You know, when your Twitter handle is Rolls Royce, which not bad, that's pretty good. You know, play on your name, your first name. Uh, you know, you better be uh, you know big time. I mean, you better live up to that. And Royce Freeman, I think, did in, in different flashes, but I worry about the speed. Is he a big time, you know, uh, home run threat, or is he going to be a consistently maybe a four point five yards per carry in college? I'm not a huge Royce Freeman fan. I think he's right on the cusp there as being a top five senior running back. Um, you know, it's, that's not an insult. I think he's he's a solid back, can be a maybe a third rounder, uh, depending on what other running backs come out. So. Uh, you know, this running back class, will it live up to last year's? Probably not. I mean, there's those top two studs at the top uh, with Geis and Barkley. And then you've got a few other guys like Ronald Jones from USC, uh, you know, Bo Scarborough from Alabama. But it's going to be hard to live up to last year. Do you have another question for us? I'm playing with filters right now. I got one. That was a question uh, for you, Dane. Do you have any more questions for us? Oh, that was a question for me? Yes. Do you have any more questions uh, for us? Uh, <laughs> I thought you were talking to the people. No, uh, no, no. I've got a. I've been playing with filters. I currently have on a hat and sunglasses. Let's uh, let's change it up with another non-football question. There's one in here. Best fast food place. Ooh, a great question. Has to have a drive-through. A great question. Uh, Chipotle doesn't have a drive-through. Yeah, so that doesn't count. So pizza places don't count. Okay. Whataburger's really good. Oh, it is. Um, in and out's terrible. I just want to get that out there. Uh, Not terrible. It's, the it's worst just overrated. Burger. It's the worst burger place I've ever been to. Uh, yeah. Girlfriend last night asked me. She's like, "I'm at the Waterburger or the In and Out drive through You want anything?" And I said, "Absolutely not." But if you see something good on the way home, think about me. Uh, I like Waterburger, but I think my number one is actually Popeyes. 
Yeah, I can't think you wrong. can't go wrong with the two piece at Popeyes. And here's the thing about Popeyes is the sides are so good. Yeah. They have amazing French fries. The fries, the Cajun fries. Oh yeah, the rice is good. Yeah. The green beans are good. Green beans are pretty good. Yeah. Uh I know a lot of people like the red beans and rice. It's not for mm-hmm. me, but I'm I mean, sure yeah. as far as red beans and rice go, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, Popeyes is really good. If Popeyes, if you're listening, uh man, well we, we sure do like sponsorship. Yeah. Uh and in that vein, all fast food is delicious. <laughs> so if you're listening, Raising Cane's is good. Oh, Raising Cane's, Raising Cane's is good. And I don't even really use the good. sauce. What? Yeah. I'm not yeah, sauce I was skeptical. I was very skeptical. I mean, how can a chicken finger place survive? I mean, how can that be that good? It's that good. Yeah. I mean, it, and I, I, to me, the sauce is what makes the difference. But really, you don't use the sauce. It's just chicken fingers do it for you. Yeah, I, just, I get the ketchup. Yeah, okay. I get the ketchup. Yeah. Oh, I found a rainbow here. Uh, yeah, I just, I'm a ketchup guy. I like the ketchup. Is there anything we're missing there on the fast food joints? Uh, uh, I'm a Taco Bell guy. Uh, I did about 12 years of my life on Taco Bell. I yeah. literally ate it every day for 12 years. I'm, I'm still day. there. I mean, I, I'm not ashamed to say how much I go. Yeah. Um, the Bueno is really good, by the way. The Bueno is really good. I don't have one by me, so I don't I do not do that as much. It's okay. been a while. What do you do? Are you just a taco guy? Because at Taco Bell, I was a number eight, two crunchy, one soft, no lettuce Mountain Dew guy. That was $4.54. Okay. Taco Bell, nachos bel grande, only meat and cheese. I, the, I used to do the Baja sauce. Now yeah. it's the jalapeno, nice. creamy jalapeno sauce. Yeah. Maybe a quesadilla, but they just raised the price of the quesadillas. So Ain't that a bitch. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm uh I'm you know going to boycott the quesadillas for about a week. And Shout out I'll to Sonic. On Shout out to Sonic and their ice uh, and oh. their their plethora of drinks. You can I, just mix it up. You can make you can make whatever you want. I'm I'm getting fat because of Sonic. Mm-hmm. This summer they came out with the custard concretes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Buy one get one free. Oh god! Uh, the bad news. Bad <laughs> get it news. together, Dane. I know. Uh, let's see here. Next question. Here, I got one here. Uh, oh, you got one? College football. Surprise team this year. Uh, uh, you know, we know about uh, top Texas. five teams. You know, Alabama, you've got uh, Ohio State, Florida State. Who who may be a surprise team this year? Uh, they're going to surprise some people. Uh, nobody surprises people. The good teams are going to be good. So I just go with Texas. And I do it because I hope. I'm Over hoping- under eight wins. I think that's the right number. Does that count as a surprise? If it's eight, well, I mean, they, they don't win eight anymore. The team what? doesn't do that. Six and seven last year. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, they, they were struggling to, you know, whether or not they get over five hundred has not been, uh, you know, a, a given, uh, which it should not happen at Texas. So the first year uh, of the Tom Herman era, you know, will it take some time for, you know, everyone to adjust, or will they just come out, you know, guns blazing and, uh, you know, get to eight nine wins? I think it's possible. You know, especially with the schedule, uh, you know, the Big 12 is manageable. Uh, but I'm sticking in the Big 12 for my surprise team. And I don't know if this counts as a surprise, uh, but Oklahoma State, uh, it might not be a surprise that they're going to compete for the Big 12, but I'm going to take it a step further. I think Oklahoma State can compete for the Final Four. Well. And so I think that's why they might be a surprise team this year. I, on offense, Mason Rudolph, James Washington, they've got three or four other wide receivers that – uh, we'll probably be starting elsewhere. So I think they're just going to outscore everybody. You know, they have got some questions on defense, but uh, can you outscore Oklahoma State? That's going to be the big question. Uh, and, you know, th- there's a few other... Uh, That's a cheating question, by the way. That's a Dane question. I, mean, I don't know the answer to that question. It's a Dane question. That's cheating. I- I've got another one. Where are the questions for me, Dane? Usually, I, I, I Big 12 Get back fans, to the Nintendo. <laughs> usually, Big 12 fans, you know, beat up on me because I- I'm hard on the conference, but... I'm going to go with another surprise team from the Big 12, West Virginia. Well, your Virginia. conference isn't good. How about that? I live in this area. I want the Big 12 to be awesome. Your conference is the worst conference out of the five that matter. 
So get it together. Write letters to your athletic directors and tell them to get better at football. You tell said them to it, pay players more because that's how you win in college football. You pay the players. Ask Ole Miss. We knew Ole Miss was going to get sanctions. I knew yeah. it for a fact. I talked about it when they were good. Yeah. It's like, hey, Ole Miss has two of the best players in the country. Wonder how that happened. Come on, Texas. You got more money than anybody. Pay the kids. All right. West Virginia. I think that's uh, a team that's going to surprise some people. And the main reason is that quarterback, Will Greer. Uh, Florida transfer. People remember what he did at Florida um, before he got popped for uh, illegal drugs, failing a drug test. Uh, so I, I think West Virginia is going to surprise some people. It, you know, looking at the opening slate of games this year, there's some interesting games. Florida State against Alabama. I mean, that's as good as it gets right there. And it's a season opening yeah, game. Yeah, what a terrible idea for Florida State. Uh, yeah, I mean, Florida State, they lose a lot. Alabama loses quite a bit, uh, especially on defense, but you know, the, the, they're always with, loaded. Yeah, it doesn't matter with them. It's just no, a matter of who's just, the next Jonathan Allen, Reuben Foster, Reggie Ragland. Just well, go through it. And, and I think Ohio State's the same way. It's amazing. Yeah. Over the last two years, Ohio State and Alabama have both had 16 players drafted in the top 100 picks. That's an unbelievable number. Uh, after, and they'll both have six more this year. Well, and that's the thing is both will reload this year, and it wouldn't surprise me if both Alabama and Ohio State are one and two in the draft this year in terms of players represented. They are that loaded. Uh, and so when you look at the top five teams this year, uh, you know, you, you look at Alabama, of course. You look at Florida State, Ohio State. You know, can JT Barrett get things turned around this year? Uh, Kevin Wilson, the former Indiana coach, coming in as the OC uh, for the Buckeyes. I, he's going to make a big difference there. So, a lot of questions uh, with JT Barrett and that passing offense, but the rest, you know, the run offense with Mike Weber, uh, on defense, they've got a bunch of studs, especially on the defensive line. Ohio State goes four deep, five deep at defensive end. Uh, Nick Bosa, Joey's little brother, he's not even starting, and he might be one of the best defensive ends uh, in the nation. So Ohio State on that defensive line, something to watch. Sam Darnold versus Josh Allen. Hashtag who's number one? Me, I'll take Dick Hammer's grandson. <laughs> And for those that don't know, that's Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold's grandpa's name was Dick Hammer. Marlboro, uh, Marlboro Man. He was the Marlboro Man. I he did a little was, bit of everything. I think he was an actor. Uh, he he played in the Olympics, maybe in volleyball. Yeah, volleyball. He was a basketball player at USC, the great Dick Hammer. I mean. Uh, that's that's Darnold's lineage, homie. That's how you become great. Be the grand the grandson of the Marlboro Man and don't play at Wyoming. And also complete more than 56% of your passes. Yeah, you're just you're winning the DNA lottery there. I mean, you know, just the bloodline that you have uh, is hard to beat. But look, Josh Allen, from a physical standpoint, he has the most. He has the highest ceiling out of all these guys. Jay Cutler's got a really high ceiling. Well, okay, but I'm talking about athleticism. I'm talking about uh, just your arm talent, uh, and he has an understanding of touch. He just his decision making needs to improve. Uh, you know, just sometimes he just needs to throw it away. You know, he just needs to, uh, you, you know, advance uh, his you know, mental awareness in, in certain uh, respects. So, you know, he's kind of, we're going to see, I think we're going to hear a lot of Carson Wentz comparisons kind of slip through the, the cracks as a recruit. Uh, and then Craig Bowl found him at the Juco ranks. Craig Bowl, uh, same uh, coach that, uh, that Carson Wentz had at North Dakota State for uh, several years before he left for Wyoming. Uh, so I think we're going to see those comparisons. But for me, Sam Darnold is the number one quarterback entering the year. If the draft was tomorrow, Sam Darnold would go number one. Uh, Josh Allen probably go number two. Uh, but Sam Darnold, how mature he is, uh, the poise in the pocket. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Jameis Winston, just what he shows at such a young age. 
uh, just a very natural quarterback. Uh, not just throwing the ball. I'm talking everything. The pocket movements, uh, his pocket awareness, uh, the way he can read a defense, uh, go through his progressions. Uh, he has the ability to slow down his heartbeat uh, and you know, and just you know, clear the mechanism. He identifies his progressions, doesn't get too high, too low. Uh, to me, Sam Darnold, easily the number one quarterback entering the year. I'm here for Lamar Jackson. Watch, he's, watch the strides he takes. As soon as he shows you that he can consistently throw it accurately, whoo, me and Lamar, Lamar Jackson, we're going to the tough. Super Bowls because he's he's a right-handed Mike Vick. Yeah, and you can win with guys like that in the NFL, but it's going to take you. You have to be a believer in his tools. Uh, you know, Mike Vick wasn't for everybody. I mean, you have to change your offense a little bit. Uh, with Lamar Jackson, he's not quite as built as Vic was, uh, just in terms of uh, thickness and, you know, can Lamar Jackson get a little heavier? Lamar might beat Vic in a foot race. Maybe, yeah. I mean, he's he's a legit 4-3 guy, uh, and the arm is electric. Uh, But, yeah, Lamar Jackson won the Heisman last year, but it doesn't matter. It really does not matter. Lamar Jackson will be drafted on what he does this year. And so, uh, you know, he's right there in that quarterback race. This quarterback group, Good. We haven't mentioned Josh Rosen from UCLA. He's got no. his own issues, but he's a darn good quarterback. Uh, Shout out to his quotes, though. I'm with you, buddy. Yeah. Stand up to the man. Give us our money. I mentioned Will Greer from West Virginia. He's going to surprise some people. Jarrett Stidham from Auburn, former Baylor quarterback. Who, Oklahoma State man, too. Yeah, Rudolph, Mason Rudolph. I'm like not, he's okay. I mean, he's more of a third-rounder. I mean, he's closer to being a third- or fourth-rounder than he is a first- or second-rounder, in my opinion. Um but, you know, I, I think he is a top senior quarterback. Uh, top senior quarterbacks, Mason Rudolph, Baker Mayfield, who I like Baker Mayfield. I think he gets a bad rap. I mean, he's, you know, not the biggest guy. He kind I like of, Johnny. He's got a little Johnny to him. But he's, uh, I, I think he's so, off the field. You don't, he's not as much. I know he got in some trouble this past summer. But off the field, he's not uh, the same loose cannon that Johnny was. Well, uh, it's hard to be. You got to get. Pretty yeah, crazy. it really is. You get pretty wild. Uh, but Baker, Baker Mayfield. I think Rudolph and Baker Mayfield won two, um, two Oklahoma guys uh, for the senior quarterbacks, and then Luke Falk at Washington State coming in there, and then also Matt Linehan, uh, the son of. Is it Scott's kid? It is Scott's kid. Is he going to be the next Kellen Moore that's going to hang in the NFL for He's no reason? For got a, a better arm than Kellen Moore. Nice. Uh, you would think Kellen Moore is. Got Linehan's son, though, the way he, he yeah. keeps him around. I think he but, adopted him. Didn't tell anybody. Yeah, maybe legally. Yeah. Uh, that, that makes some sense. But, yeah, this quarterback class, uh, you know, let's see. Last year we had, what, three going to the top 12? This year we could have five going to the top 20. It's that type of class. A lot of special nice. dudes. All right. We good here? You got anything? I think we're, I think we're, we're good. good. That's a good first debut uh, episode of the year. Hey, welcome back to Trust the Tape, everybody. At JC1053 on Twitter. At DP Brugler on Twitter. And I'm pimping my Facebook. Jeff Cavanaugh, C-A-V-A-N-A-U-G-H. Get up in there. Hit the like and follow button. Subscribe to this podcast, however you listen to it. Matter of fact, tweet us and tell us how you listen. We're curious. Give it the five-star review and type something along the lines of, man, guys, that is quite the informative and entertaining football podcast. You're the best. Type that. Thanks. We'll see you next week. (sighs) Ah. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.